Thank you, Father. So today is actually a very special day, as was shared. Um, this should work from here, should it not? Oh, okay. Now, bam, I like it. Excellent, excellent. So today's actually a special day on the Jewish calendar, as it's been alluded to over the course of the service. It's actually the beginning of what I call the spiritual year, because it's the first day of the first month. So we get used to that being the new year in January 1st in, our, in the, like the Gregorian calendar being the beginning of the year. So in a way, it's like, it's like the spiritual new year, the first day of the first month. Today is the new moon, Rosh Chodesh, and it's the first day of the first month. And there's amazing revelation and there's beauty in that. And it's really one of my favorite days on the whole biblical calendar. Of course, I say that about every day, that this is not my favorite I guarantee you, once we're celebrating Passover in, in, in two weeks, I'll be like, this is my favorite. And then on Shavuot, Pentecost, I'll be like, this is my favorite holiday. But today, this is my favorite. And it really is, because uh, there's something very special about this, and we're going to get into that. Uh, the verse that I want to start with is from Luke 13, and I'll read the parable. He began, this is Yeshua, telling this parable. A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard and he came looking for fruit on it and did not find any. He said to the vineyard keeper, look for three years, I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any for three years. I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any for three years, for 13 years, we've been praying for healing for Michelle. But we haven't found it, or she hasn't found it. Cut it down, says of the tree. Why does it even use up the ground? But he, the vineyard keeper, answered and said to him, Sir, leave it alone for this year too. Until I dig around it and put in some fertilizer. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not... Cut it down. So what is Yeshua talking about here in this parable? Well, in the plain sense, what he's talking about is the fig tree is Israel. This is the plain sense of what he's saying. The fig tree is Israel. The vineyard keeper are the Israelites, the Jews. And God has got his, you know, kind of his axe to the trunk. And the vineyard keeper who is Israel saying, no, no, don't do it yet. Just, you know, give us another year. In other words... Destruction or judgment's about to come to Israel, and now, Israel, it's time for you to repent. And that's what it means by, let me dig around, let me put in some fertilizer. It's telling the Israel, it's time to repent because you don't have much time left. That's, that's the plain sense of what this parable means. But Yeshua also speaks to us personally. So it always means more than that. It can mean something in the plain sense, but it also means something in a deeper sense, and in a deeper sense, and even a more deeper sense. And even though he's talking to Israel 2,000 years ago, he's talking to our hearts today. So what's he saying to our hearts today about this parable? So I'd like to use what's called a midrash and speak another definition of this also. Yes, God is the man who owns the field, but the vineyard keeper is you. And the tree is whatever it is you're tending to. 
We just prayed about Michelle's health. That's a, that's a tree. We prayed about Paula's health. That's a tree. Whatever it is that you're tending to, whatever it is that God gave you, maybe it's a dream or an ambition you have or something that you feel like God has called you to do. Maybe it's a job or a ministry or something in your family. That's the tree. And you're the vineyard keeper. And the man who owns the field is saying, I'm looking for fruit. I'm looking for fruit in this thing. And he's saying, I've been looking for fruit for a long time, but I'm not seeing any. And I'm ready to cut this thing down. And there's wisdom in understanding when God is saying to us to put something away. Because sometimes God is saying, this thing needs to be pruned. There's a cutting that needs to happen. Sometimes God does say that. And it takes wisdom to walk away from something rather than to put energy into something that God is telling you to, to leave. That it's had its season. That it's time to put the axe to the root. To put the axe to the trunk. But that's not what this parable is saying. Now, we can, of course, envision ourselves sometimes in a moment of desperation. We could sound like that vineyard keeper. Lord, don't do it. Don't do it. Just give me another year. Give me another chance. I'll be healthy this time. I'll quit smoking this time. Give me another chance. Give me another year. Almost like delaying the inevitable. And we could feel that way when we pray, Lord, Lord, don't give up on me. Don't give up on me. Don't give up on me. Or we could pray that about others. No, 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 I deny. Give this person another chance. Give this another chance. But there's something mysterious in what's happening here. And there's something when we go back to, to, to the depth of the Torah, we see something. This thing is a setup. In a good way. Because the owner who's God is saying, I haven't seen any fruit in this thing for three years. I haven't seen any fruit in three years. Is there anything that you all are tending to in your lives that you know is from God, but you haven't seen the fruit? Is there anything? What is it in your lives that you're like, God gave me this, but I'm not seeing the I'm not seeing the, the bounty that I was expecting to see. I did everything that God told me to do, but I'm not seeing the wealth that, I, that he told me was going to happen. And now is God telling me that's time to put the axe to this thing? There's a setup here. And for those who read this with the lens of the Old Testament and the lens of Torah, we see something else. Because this tree has been barren for three years. But when we go back to Torah in Leviticus, there's some verses about a tree. And it says, when you plant a tree for food, you shall count their fruit as forbidden for three years. For three years, it shall not be eaten. In other words, this tree that was barren and did not bear fruit for three years was supposed to be barren for three years. This is not a matter of putting an ax to something. This is a matter of God's timing. This is a matter of his timing. In our humanness, we're like, oh my gosh, there's been no fruit on, 
this thing that I'm doing, whatever it is, I'm not seeing the fruit of it. In our humanness, we're like, okay, you know, we have this human, give me one more year. Give me one more year. Give me one more year. In spirit, God is saying, the tree is not meant to have fruit in the first three years. Be patient with this thing. Allow this thing to grow and allow this to enter into the fourth year. Because if you see the, vine keeper, the, vine, the vineyard keeper said, give me one more year. That would be the fourth year. It says in Torah, in the fourth year, all its fruit will be holy. An offering of praise to the Lord. And after that year, not only can you eat it, but it will increase. Do you see what I'm saying? When we allow God to have this time of not rushing what he's doing, we will see the increase and we will offer it as an offering of praise. And then the rest of it will be even more than we anticipated. And this is really what we're supposed to see when we see the parable of this fig tree. That there was no fruit originally because it wasn't meant to be. This is an exercise in waiting for the Lord's timing. For Adonai's timing. Because his timing is perfect. And when he says it's going to come forth, it's going to come forth as an offering of praise. Are we ready to declare this new year as an offering of praise? Not everybody's ready to do that, apparently. Maybe by the end of the sermon, you will be. But I even say now, let's declare this year as that offering of praise. That we've been waiting. You've been waiting. We've all been waiting for something from God and not seeing the movement. We're supposed to learn from this, that God moves in his timing. There's one of my favorite scriptures in the prophets. This is, and I'm going to paraphrase. I know you guys love when I paraphrase. I'm, when I move, it's gonna, I'm going to take my time. But when I do it, I'm going to do it quickly. And I believe that he's going to do it quickly in his time. He makes all things beautiful in his time. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Now, what is the difference between what I'm saying here and some generic self-help talk encouragement that you might get from a self-help guru that it's going to be good, it's going to be better. Amen, amen, amen. What's the difference between what I'm sharing today and some empty inspiration. Today, what I'm sharing with you is in sync with the synchronicity of heaven. Because we, as sons and daughters of God, know the seasons of God. And today we enter into a new season. In the heavenlies, and this is absolute spiritual fact you can go to any congregation any time of the year and they'll say and I'm not going to I'm not besmirching it but they may say this is a new season for you 
New season. New season. There's a new season for you. You're entering into a new season. I will not despise prophecy. But I'm telling you right now, when I say that this is the time of the things that were buried in the ground and cold and dark in the ground, and now it's time for it to come forth, I'm telling you right now that that is in line with what heaven is saying, because today is Nisan 1, the first day of the first month, and it is the first day of springtime in the Bible. Today, not March 21st, today is the first day of spiritual springtime. Today, today. And I'm not just speaking metaphorically. Today is the first day of spring on God's calendar. The first day of the first month, which has to happen in the springtime. Because it says somewhere, and I gotta go back and there's somewhere down here. What happens when you don't have notes? Observe the month of Abib, which is the word Aviv, which is the word for spring. Spring. And celebrate the Passover to the Lord. So to just give a very brief recap of what that means, it means that Passover has to occur in the springtime. And the calendar is set up so Passover is always happens in the springtime because the yearly calendar on God's calendar is a little bit is a little bit um, shorter than the calendar that we're used to, which is a solar calendar. The January, February through December. That's a solar calendar. But God's calendar is lunar, which means that it's actually a little bit, it's a little bit shorter than the Gregorian solar calendar that we're used to. And because the year is shorter, that means everything's going to happen. When you compare it to the solar calendar, it's going to be a little bit shorter and it's going to be a little bit earlier every year. So as, as long as it's, it's, so every year's going to be a little earlier, a little earlier, a little earlier, a little earlier, a little earlier. And then all of a sudden we see this leap month. Like we have uh, in the Gregorian calendar is a leap, what is it, February, every couple of Februarys is a leap year, right? So in the Jewish calendar, so when it gets far enough away, when spring, when that first month happens a little bit too far away from when actual springtime is happening, they give an extra month so it catches up. That's all that technicality. You don't have to totally grasp. But what I'm saying is, and what I want you to know, is that today is the first day of the first month. This is springtime. This is biblical springtime. So we know what happens in spring. Plants start coming up. Growth. Things that were happening in the darkness underground starts to reveal itself. Life starts to emerge. Susie and I were a couple weeks ago, like in the Gregorian springtime, like on March 21st or somewhere around that time, we're sitting on our porch at our home. And all of a sudden, we're getting swarmed with these flying insects. And I'm like, where the heck did you guys come from? Wasn't it like a blizzard a couple weeks ago? Wasn't the ground frozen solid just before? But now all of a sudden, springtime happens and the bugs are out. Where did it come from? Why didn't the coldness and the darkness and the ice and the death 
Why didn't it kill them? I can't stay in the cold for more than five seconds before I get frostbit. But here come these little bugs. They're ready to go. How do they survive? It's because God said since before the foundations of the world, let there be bugs. And let them come forth in the springtime. I look at the plants. They're starting to come up already. They vex me. They bother me. How did you survive all that? I can't survive that. I would get frostbitten, hypothermia, and die if I had to suffer what you had to suffer through underground. Yet here you are like it's nothing. Showing yourself and all your prettiness. Speaking of showing herself and all her prettiness. Right on time, baby. That's my wife. All of a sudden, they're showing themselves. And I just want to, I just kind of want to stomp them. It's like they're mocking me. You survive this winter like it's nothing, and all of a sudden you just come out. Here I am. I survived the winter, and you can't. It's because since before the foundations of the world, God said, let the plants come forth in springtime. And what do we learn from the bugs? And what do we learn from the plants? Adonai is saying that if I call something forth, nothing will kill you. If I, want to, if I call something forth, nothing will keep it down. Learn from the bugs, the Spirit of God is saying. Be like those bugs. Get up out of your hibernation. This is the time. Spiritual springtime is the time to get out of hibernation. And start to get in people's faces. So they're like, what, what is going on here? What's happening here? The sons and daughters of God must know the season. All right, I can reverse now. There's a couple of verses. Jeremiah 8, 7. God is speaking to Israel saying, even the stork in the sky knows her season. And the turtle dove, the swallow and the crane, they keep to the time of the migration. But my people don't know. But my people don't know. The judgment of the Lord. Mishpat. Adonai, Yeshua said something similar, said you don't recognize the time of your visitation. He said, you hypocrites, you know how to analyze the appearance of the earth and the sky. You, you can recognize the bugs and the plants and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the moon up above. But you don't know how to look at the time. The sons and daughters of God to know the seasons of God. Now, I don't know if in the thing that you're dealing with or the things that you're, thing you're praying about, you're in the first year of that tree that's not to be touched for three years or the second year or the third year. I don't know. But I'm here to tell you today that today is springtime. And we can align with that because we're supposed to align with the seasons, the Moedim. We're supposed to keep Passover as if we were there. We're supposed to keep Shavuot as if we were at Sinai. We're supposed to keep Yom Kippur as if we're there with the high priest. We're supposed to keep Sukkot as if the king is dwelling with us right now. 
We're supposed to keep the moed, the moedim, the seasons of God as if we're there. And so I'm telling you right now that everybody today needs to sync up with the reality that in heaven, spring starts now. All right, I think two people clapped last time, and now three. And now you're just clapping perfunctory. That's a perfunctory clap. <laughs> I did have a cup of coffee today, thanks to my friend Bobby. He's like, can you stop at Starbucks, uh, Dunkin' Donuts? You got it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. What other verses do I have today? Thank you, Father. You know what the revelation is about this particular springtime? It came late. Like I said, it came late. If anybody grasped that whole thing about this, the, the year, the, the Jewish year is a little shorter than the solar year. So it gets everything just earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier. And if there wasn't an adjustment, we'd be, we'd be keeping Passover in the winter and Sukkot in the summer. That's why there needs to be a leap month. Because Passover is always supposed to be in the spring. It keeps everything together. Back in the days of the temple, the Sanhedrin used to declare when it's going to be a leap month. But then that got standardized. What's the revelation in that? That sometimes it's delayed. Sometimes the blessing is delayed. But it'll come. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hurries towards the goal and it will not fail. Though it delays, wait for it. Wait for it. I knew she was going to get Hamilton on me. Wait for it. Wait for it. For it will certainly come. It will not delay long. Come on, somebody. Does anybody need to receive this scripture? That the vision is set for the appointed time. It hurries towards the goal. Receive this. It hurries towards the goal and it will not fail. Though it delays. Wait for it. It will certainly come. It will not day long. This is the reality. This is what we learn from the delayed springtime that we have today. On a normal year, it would have happened a month ago. But we have a delay, but it came, but it came. What you've been praying for has a delay, but it came. What you've been hoping for in your family has a delay, but it'll come. The thing you've been praying for about the addictions that you struggle with may be delayed, but it'll come. And today is the time. What's the difference between me saying today's the day and any empty inspiration you'll get from some self-help guru is that when I say today's the day, it's in line with heaven. So in line yourself, sync up with what heaven is saying. Heaven says today that today's the time of growth. Oh, receive it. Today is the time of growth. Today. Heaven says, it's the time of the emerging. If the bugs can emerge, if the little perennials can emerge, why aren't my sons and daughters emerging? It's time for the sons and daughters of God to emerge. This is what heaven is saying today. The darkness didn't kill you. The blizzard didn't kill you. The fall... 
didn't kill you. The cold didn't kill you. How do I know this? You're all still sitting here. You made it to springtime. You made it. Now go out and manifest his glory. This is the time. This is the time of the emerging. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So we do something every year at this time. Something that's unique to us in our congregation. I can't say I've ever seen another Messianic congregation do this. But then again, we're not like every other Messianic congregation. I don't know if you caught that. Thank you, Adonai. Father, we lift up this time to you. Something very special happened on this day, on the first day of the first month. You're going to say something, Donnie? Or is that a praise the hand? Thank you, Father. Sometimes I don't know the difference between the praise hands and the I got a question hand. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. This is something that the Lord gave us from Nissan 1 of my first year of being a rabbi. Back in 2000 and... I can't believe I've been doing this that long where I'm saying 2000... It was at a new moon service. It was at Lou and Val's home. And this is what we did. And we've been doing it this day ever since. Because biblically, something else happens on this day, which is very special. And it's the day that the Mishkan, the tabernacle, gets its anointing. And who's the Mishkan, the tabernacle these days? It's you are. You are the temple of God. So again, we sync up with the syncopation of heaven. Because in God's time, this is happening today. This might be like spiritual pot, but when God looks at a certain day, he sees all those days at the same time. This is why it's, it's as if we were there at Passover. Because when we celebrate Passover on that day, it intersects with all the Passovers in the past. And God sees it all. He sees the Passover with Moses. He sees Yeshua's last supper, last Seder. He sees our Seder that we're going to have all at the same time. It's the same day. So today we sync up with Nisan 1 in history. And what happened in history? The Mishkan, the tabernacle, gets an anointing of oil. Thank you, Father. So let's do this. Let's do this. Let's just read it together. Can we just stand up? Thank you, Adonai. All right, there's a couple of long verses. So let's just read this together just to kind of activate it in heaven. Thank you, Father. And activated on earth. It's already activated in heaven. Thank you, Father. Let's read it together. Then you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it and consecrate it and all its furniture so that it may become holy. You shall also anoint the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils and consecrate the altar so that the altar may become most holy. Can we get Val and the kids up as well? Would that be all right? Thank you, Michelle. You shall also anoint the basin and its stands and consecrate it. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and shall wash them with water. 
and put on Aaron the holy garments, and you shall anoint him and consecrate him, that he may serve me as priest. You shall bring his sons also and put coats on them and anoint them, as you anointed their father, that they may serve me as priests. And their anointing shall admit them to a perpetual priesthood throughout their generations. This Moses did according to all that the Lord commanded him, so he did. When? In the first month, in the second year, on the first day of the month, that's today, the tabernacle was erected. Thank you, Father. So let's get on. I'm going to put a little iPod music on because everything's better with music. <laughs> Hang on a second. Bless the Lord. Hang on. I should have brought Susie's guitar if I knew she would be coming. Thank you, Father. 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 We enter into a new season. And this is not empty inspiration. This is in line with heaven. This is a new season. It is springtime. In the times of Moses, the month was called Aviv, which actually means spring. Even in modern Hebrew, Aviv is spring. So today's the time when we come out of darkness. Today is the time that we come out of that place of death. This is a season of resurrection. We enter into a season of deliverance. We enter a season of resurrection. In two weeks, Yeshua will be on the cross. And in two weeks plus three, he is resurrected. This is the season we're in. And in two weeks, plus three, plus 50, the spirit is poured out. This is the season we're in. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Father. So, Father, in the name of Yeshua, who is our anointing, the Mashiach, the Son of God, is our anointing. He is ultimately the high priest who received the anointing that we just read. Yeshua. Yeshua. He is the anointing. And Father, as everybody here receives an anointing today, may it be just an, an earthly manifestation of something is happening in heaven. May we receive an anointing, a special anointing from the Shiach himself today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who kept us alive and enabled us to reach this season. It's been a hard season, 
it felt like a lot of piles and feet of snow above us. But what's the revelation in that snow? The song that we played during the offering, which is from Isaiah, as the rain and the snow fall from the sky and doesn't return until it waters the earth. What do we learn from that? It's from scripture. I think it's Isaiah 57. What do we learn from it? It means that all that snow and ice that we prayed against actually provides nourishment to you. Because when God brings forth the time of the melt, it turns into water. And all of these things that you've been struggling with ultimately will be for your nourishment. And today, on springtime, all of these, the hardships that we've been through, the things that the winters that we went through, all of a sudden, we start to receive moisture. We start to receive liquid water. And all of a sudden, we start to be bathed. And we go to Adonai, where did this come from? Where did all this water come from? Where did all this nourishment come from? And he says, this is from what you just went through. This is from the coldness and the snow that you just went through. And you're like, wait a minute, I've been praying that away. I've been praying for good weather. And Adonai says, I make everything beautiful in its time. I make everything beautiful in its time. Everything beautiful in its time. To everything there is a season. And you had your season. But today in heaven, it's a new season. Don't put the axe to the root. Don't put the axe to the trunk just yet. There's still a year of praise with this fruit. There's still a year of praise. Thank you, Adonai. Let's declare this as a year of praise. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Father. Let's come forth. Everybody come forth. I'll anoint each of you on the same day that the tabernacle was anointed. Thank you, Father.